boot, hoof, and claw upon the road, Marin and her cohort leave the safety of Sabincott on the path to Pongip. Already, the kobolds have found that the woods are alive with hungry things that tower above them. And unknown to the travelers, a dagger-toothed saurian wanders into their path in search of prey. What will spill upon the road? We will see. Welcome back to Blood Gold. Last episode, we left off with Marin, Sorel, and Akrea making their way to Severir from Marin's adopted home of Sabincott. And Diane, do you want to tell us a little bit about what happened on the road? Sure. There was an overturned cart. I helped fix the cart because I'm a badass. Of course, one of the kobolds tried to ride a goat. Mm-hmm. You know, the important things. But then, just like so, for like so much fun, you introduced these equine apes yeah. that are based on, like, a dinosaur. Chilicotherum, a prehistoric mammal. Excuse, exqueeze. So a dinosaur. <laughs> and um, that was, like, so fun that you introduced those. I'm so excited, as you can tell from the excitement in my voice. But they're dangerous. <laughs> so I made the call of getting off of the main road instead of stopping and waiting for them to pass i made the call of getting off of the main road and going into the forest to walk around them specifically trying to go like in where they'd come from yes exactly mm-hmm. um so that i could continue on my journey without hopefully without running into them however the all-powerful gm let me know that there was a bird dinosaur following us i mean just a dinosaur I mean, because because di- birds are dinosaurs. Birds are terrible. I, I just hate want birds. it to be very explicit that the dinosaurs in Seoul have feathers. That's a because that's appropriate. It's because very they, accurate. Yes, it's they accurate. have feathers. I just want to be known in your mind's eye. You know, you can picture them however you want, but they got feathers. I'm laying down the law. <laughs> These dinos got feathers. So equine apes don't have feathers because they're not real dinosaurs. They're not even almost dinosaurs. They're mammals. I mean... They're prehistoric mammals. So dinosaurs. Because everything is a dinosaur no. before humans. No. That's how it works. Explicitly untrue. That's how it works, right? Everything was a dinosaur before humans. And then after humans, we were like, okay, now you're not dinosaurs. Now you're a mammal. <laughs> now you're a bird. <laughs> right? That's how that worked, right? No. I don't know how anything works. a little works. bit. Very clearly, I'm so good at science. Well, you do actually know. You Listen, <laughs> I know you're playing it up, but it's important to me that I hear you say you're playing it up. <laughs> No, I definitely thought everything was a dinosaur. Wait, really? <laughs> yeah, for real, for real. <laughs> I didn't know that there were mammals during dinosaur times. Okay, well, there were mammals during dinosaur times. There were not Chilicotherum. There weren't um, giant mammals during dinosaurs' time. Okay. During dino- dinosaur times. So, like, when there's a Tyrannosaurus rex, there would not be this equine ape thing. No. Okay. But did you know that the T-Rex – wait, hold on. I'm going to say this fact, and it might need to be fact-checked. 
because I don't quite remember the two species of dinosaurs, but the T-Rex is closer in time to the iPod than it is in time to the Stegosaurus. That's I, how long dinosaurs were around. I think I've heard that as well, and that is Bananarama. Isn't that bonkers? Bananarama. It was either Stegosaurus or Triceratops. I think it was Stegosaurus. Either way, dinosaurs are terrifying, and you've introduced them into this world, and I'm not okay with it. Yes. But I am... There's lots of megafauna. There were, Okay, so this is a tangent. Tangent. I know we're not supposed to do When this. have we ever gone on a tangent? I know. But so you used to be very into introducing megafauna back into our current world. That was the scene rewilding. Yes, you were very into talking about that a mm-hmm. lot in college, which is the only reason I know what the word megafauna is. Mm-hmm. Because I didn't pay attention in science because it wasn't interesting. Well, this is specifically like Pleiocene rewilding is... I would classify it as mad science in that it's bonkers. Talking about bringing hippos back to like Florida. Do I need to define Pleistocene rewilding now? Yes. Okay. God damn it. (laughs) (laughs) Obviously. I just feel like we can't just like drop that on our audience and then like then. Because it's quite a large word. So Pleistocene. So North America has the fewest, I believe, both species and individuals um, North America has the fewest species and individual animals of megafauna, that is animals over 100 kilograms, of any other continent. And it's specifically because we wiped them all out. They, they used to be here, we wiped them all out. And it is unknown exactly how, because like geologic time is so vast, we still don't know how drastically that's going to change our ecosystem and our environments. So for a time, there were some, let's just call them mad scientists, who wanted to bring over species, or not necessarily species, but animals in the same family as animals that used to be in the United States and in North America. So like prides of lions, which used to roam North America, elephants, since we used to have mammoths, and I believe a species of elephant as well, um, in order to try to rebalance out our ecosystem and just kind of plop those in the Midwest and let them just kind of go. And it's my favorite idea. I just want you next time you happen to be like near Kansas to just think about like having to stop, not for a herd of cows, but for a pride of lions in Kansas. Yeah. That's terrifying. Well, we killed everything. We, uh, we killed all the ones that used to be here. Well, we're the megafauna now. We, yeah, that's true. We're the megaphone. I'm the megaphone. We're ruining everything. We're very good at that. Anyway, so let's talk well, about okay. ruining things. We talked about this last episode. We're not ruining everything. Capitalism's ruining everything. That's let's true. be specific. That's, tr- that's when very we true. we say what's ruining stuff is capitalism. That's it's corporations. True. That's true. Let's get real here. There was also a plan to bring hippos to the United States yes. as, a, as a source of meat. And if you're interested in that little tidbit, I highly recommend the novella River of Teeth, which is about hippo riding cowboys. The science doesn't quite check out, but it's fun. And the hippos were supposed to go to the Everglades in Florida, right? Yeah. Hippos are terrifying. Hippos are terrifying. They scare the crap out of me. And I know that I'm never going to see one in like the wild. I don't really have to worry about them charging at me, but I am very worried about hippos charging at me. I'm very worried about it. I'm worried about it in the same way that little kids are worried about quicksand. Okay, so let me just jot something down in my notes for soul real quick. Speaking of soul, Marin is walking in the woods. Yes. So 
Marin is walking through the woods, and, and in the last episode, we kind of panned upwards and saw that Marin, Akraya, and Sorel are going through the path that the Equinapes have kind of already walked in. We can see all the uh, where they've torn off the bark and like broken tree limbs to get to the leaves on the upper levels, and perpendicular to where Sorel, Akraya, and Marin are walking is coming this. Bird dinosaur. Yeah, we're going to call it a... It was a saurian. Yeah, so a saurians Sorians are all of the uh, dinosaurs in Seoul. Oh. Are like saurians. Got it. So uh, it's just kind of like the genus. the fa- No, not the genus, the family. It's the same thing as calling it a dinosaur. Yeah. This one in particular is a cedar rex. That's terrifying. That is terrifying. Uh, so it's a smaller sort of T-rex sort of creature and they're very fluffy just the fluffiest with like a puffin that's not a fluffy bird what's the bird i'm thinking of like a baby penguin sort of yeah uh more in like flu- a in fluffiness more like a big chicken god i hate chickens okay it's like a big chicken she's got this uh this kind of white and gray plumage with with streaks of green in it and a, a bald head that allows it to really just dig into whatever it's eating, kind of like a condor. And it's a little bit, it is smaller compared to other rexes, but still a little bit bigger than you. I'd say maybe about, stands about 10 feet tall. Are they dumb like chickens and or dangerous like turkeys? Are turkeys dangerous? Turkeys are terrifying. All birds are terrifying, but aren't turkeys like kind of aggressive, like wild turkeys? Aren't they kind of aggressive? Geese. Geese is a better example. Geese are actually aggressive, and everybody knows that. Yes. So these are like, I would say they're more like cats. It's more like a big cat. So I don't want to, like, find a stray cat and befriend it right away. It might be mean to me. Oh, yeah. This is explicitly on the hunt, right? So it, we we see it, like, sniffing the uh, the claw marks of the equinapes as it's making its way up. And I don't know if you're going to run into it. Okay. So I'm walking cautiously, if you'll remember. And I do have animal tracking. And I know we made a decision about this, but I already can't remember. I don't think it was animal tracking. I think we used it like scouting. I don't think I used my trait animal tracking. I think I used scouting. Uh, You you did use animal tracking. I did use that? Yeah. Okay. I would let you use that again to see if you... um, well, no, because you haven't seen the animal's tracks yet. So yeah, he's that, up that's side so, to you. So the reason that I brought it up is because would I? I know that I'm on the lookout for dangerous things, mm-hmm. but would I notice something like this if it was coming up on the side of me? But if it's coming up on the side of me and it's following their tracks, then I think no. So I'm on the lookout for dangerous things. I've made that canon. I just want to be very clear that I've made it canon. That yes. I'm on the lookout for dangerous things. You have. And for that reason, I think we're going to do a... Oh, here we go. This is... All right. So we will do an evaluation check. So it's, this isn't a pass-fail. This is a... Um, the higher you roll, the better of a result you get. Okay. So this is going to be an evaluation check. Which means you're just going to roll, and we'll see how, how like, effective it is. And I think that is, this is going to be perception, so dex plus intelligence. Okay. I got a 10 total. Oh, that's great. 
With a 10. I can see into the future. <laughs> and I know that it's coming. I think the first thing that you notice is Osmer stops. Okay. And his both of his ears perk up and point like... Um, like satellite dishes? Yeah, kind of. Like he hears something and he is paying attention to it. He is stiff and upright. And um, both of his ears are pointing like like 11 o'clock in, yeah. like, ahead of you. And I think uh, Sorrel actually like bumps into Osmer and is like, oh, hey, move, come on, move, move. And she's like pushing, pushing Osmer's hindquarters and he is just not moving. So Osmer stopping wouldn't have, Osmer stopping by itself wouldn't have alerted me. Everything else did. So Sorrel is saying that I, I don't think I say anything to her i think i just go up to her and like push her and quietly motion like you have to be quiet you have to stay still like okay. finger at my lip like chill like mm-hmm. my hands are out like calm the fuck down because we have to listen to what's going on right now mm-hmm. and i think i kind of motion them to one side of osmer furthest away from 11 o'clock five o'clock yeah so uh, on the other um, side uh, of osmer <laughs> yes so and then like- I, and then i move myself in front of osmer and them Okay. Um, and I slowly start getting out my monk spade. Yeah. Osmer's ears are like twitching and you hear him kind of harumph, like this big snort. And yeah, I think what's weird is that Osmer's like at attention. Yeah. It's not that he stops to graze or right. because he's like distracted. He's like full attention. Yeah. And the four of you are stopped in the woods and you can see kind of like the evidence of the equinapes ahead of you. And these tall trees are rising up on either side of you. And this is a very dense part of the forest. So the trees are densely packed. They rise high up into the air. They're like largely like very straight trees. And especially here where the equinapes have kind of like torn off a lot of the lower branches. It's kind of like just very bare until it's like high above you. And after a few moments of the four of you kind of standing there and you're getting out your monk spade. Yes. You hear the movement of a very large animal sort of ahead of you. This kind of... And like the cracking of of branches beneath its feet. And uh, I think you hear Akraya like scurries up next to you and she goes, What? What? She, I think she like grabs your... What are you, what are you wearing again? A vest? A jacket? I have a cloak that I wear. Mm. Uh, not a cloak. It's not a cloak. It's a poncho. Are you wearing a poncho right now? Um, so I re-listened, shock and surprise, I re-listened to some of our first episodes. Okay. And I described that I had a poncho so that I could carry things. Mm. It had like pockets and stuff. Oh yeah, right. But my characters always have vests just because I think it's the best way to describe leather armor personally. It's a vest. Yeah. I just think a vest makes sense. So I am wearing a vest, but the poncho is so that I can carry things. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. Uh, Okraya is like pulling on your poncho and she goes, what, what is, what is that? And I again, like push her and motion that she needs to be quiet and like push her and I I don't say anything. Mm -hmm. I have had Osmer for a long time. Osmer has been my animal for a long time. I don't really want to give you this power GM, but I feel like I need to ask how trained is Osmer? Am I, do I need to hold on to his reins to make sure he stays this would not have been the first time we encountered a dangerous situation. What exactly is Osmer's tag? Is it bad attitude or or, or misbehaving? Uh, it's bad attitude. Um, I think he's well-trained. I think he is stubborn and doesn't always 
listen to you, but he's well-trained. I okay. don't think he behaves recklessly. Okay. He behaves crankily. Yeah. Like, so, a, I just picture him as, like, a cranky old man, not a stupid one. Yes. He's not You're. He's not a flight risk, okay. I would say. he Because he was around when you were a wyvern hunter. Yeah. So he knows how to handle danger. He's just cranky. Yeah. Okay. So I'm not worried about him running off. Um, so I... Again, motion for them to stay behind. And I get my weapon ready, but I'm not, like, charging. My hope as Marin and Diana is that this bird just kind of walks in front of me and actually pushes the herd further out of our way. Mm. Because they'll start running away from this thing. That's my hope. I know I've just given my GM an idea. I know that's what I just did, but I'm just letting you know what Marin's thought processes. I feel like that's fair. Yeah. The four of you are waiting in this mm-hmm. uh, in the trees. And you see it kind of break the tree line ahead of you, and it's this large tyrannosaurus creature. And you see it kind of like it it stands about 10 feet tall. I'm imagining like maybe 15 feet long including like the end of the tail maybe. I don't know dinosaur scales, dinosaur dimensions rather. And uh, it's got this this thick plumage, and it's up ahead of you, and it kind of, like, raises its head up and does that big, moist, like, sniff, like, snotty, like, sniff in the air. You can hear it, like, from where you are. Yeah. And then uh, you can see its one big yellow eye, like focus on you so gross and then it turns damn it it turned did it start moving no i think it is getting a greater sense of the four of you okay i don't say anything but i am trying so hard to not move and i think osmer would know that Mm -hmm. and i hope that the stupid kobolds with me would also not move that they would that they would get their because I'm not going to say anything to them. Like, uh-huh. I'm not going to say anything to them. So you have control over them in this moment. Give me, let's do a intelligence plus intelligence for Sorel. <laughs> yeah, I knew she was going to be the issue. <laughs> That's a D4 and a D4. <laughs> She's so uh, stupid. So we, we've been kind of going back and forth over whether or not you want me to roll for the kobolds. You want to roll for the kobolds. Let's let's have you roll, uh, but I'm good. But you roll play them. Yeah. Yeah. That's two D4s. What you get? Five total. I think that's actually pretty decent. Let it's me... over half. I think that Sorel's problem is that she is talking to you. Yeah. And she won't shut up. It's not that she's like charging this thing or yelling at it. She's like, she, she is like kind of. She's nervous talking. Come up to you. And she's like, you can hear her like struggling to get her little makeshift uh, sword axe out. Mm-hmm. She's like. Okay, Marin, Marin, um, so I think, so are you gonna, and she, you can hear her, like, struggling with it. It's, like, caught on one of her, like, pack stuff. Yeah. She's like, all right, Marin, you go for, you go, Marin, I'm gonna go for its legs. Sorrel, Sorrel, yeah, Sorrel, you need to stop moving. You need to stop moving, and you need to stop talking, and you need to be very, very still right now. Hold your breath, even, if you need to. I mean, her cheeks I, puff out as she's, like, holding her breath. I mean, breathe. Breathe, Sorrel, because okay. we might be here for a minute. Okay. But, like, no more talking. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the Cedar Rex roars. Of course it does. And starts 
uh, charging. Okay. So I was prepared for this. So we are going to run directly to the road. Okay. We're making a straight line to the road. And I think I don't have to tell Osmer this. Mm-mm. Osmer's very smart. And I say, follow Osmer. Okay. It's like, it's a quick, easy direction that they should be able to follow very easily. Follow Osmer because Osmer's going to head down to the road because Osmer's not a dum-dum. And he knows that danger is coming at him and he needs to run in a different direction. So we start running towards the road. Very fast. I'm aware. We probably cannot outrun this thing. I obviously have to be behind my dumb crew so that I can save my dumb crew. (laughs) So you're trying to outrun the... the... I am just trying to get to better ground. I want to get to the road. So I'm not trying to outrun this thing forever. I'm just trying to get to the road. Uh, All right. Yeah. We'll say that... Do you think that needs a roll? I mean, no. Personally. Okay. I think that you have enough of a head start on this thing and you noticed it before it noticed you, like, well before you noticed you, you were prepared. I think Osmer is running, like, before you finished giving the directions. Yeah. Osmer has turned into the woods and is running towards the road. Yeah. Akreya is running very swiftly behind Osmer and Sorel is running very clumsily as she still is trying to, like, pull out her sword. I'm like pushing her and I go, just run, just run. (laughs) And the four of you are are sprinting, running slalom in between the trees as you can hear this thing crashing behind you. Yeah. And you see up ahead, Osmer kind of leap over a ditch and land on the road as Akreya and Sorel and you follow close behind. And you've made it to the road. You have a few seconds. I think Osmer is pretty smart. And if we've been together for so long and is trained, I think Osmer knows to, like, hide in the trees. Like, Osmer's not going to be in the road. And I tell them to hide in the trees with Osmer, like, really quickly. And But I'm do- as I'm saying all of that, I'm turning around and I'm getting my monk spade ready. Okay. Yeah, you, you it, it snaps together at the yeah. center. Yeah, Um Does it do anything cool when it snaps together at the I center? I don't know. You tell me. You're the one who made it magnets. It doesn't have to be magnets. Does it make a cool click sound? Is there yeah. a light? Yeah. I don't, I'm asking you. I don't know. You let me have it separated so I could carry it easier. You get to tell me. I think a cool click sound and a light makes sense, especially if it's some sort of like magnet thing. Yeah, or like a magic thing. Yeah. I think it. I think it should have some sort of magicness to it. Okay. I don't think that's like super crazy magic. Where's my rules for the wonder points? <laughs> Did you... I not write those down? When you think I describe a scene very well, you give me a point and then I can recover some HP, but I don't need it right now. You can do other stuff with them too, though. I can, I can, but recovering HP is kind of the thing I use them for because I lose half of my HP every time I do a condition check because I'm terrible with them. Okay, so so I've got my, my monk spade. I'm putting it together. I think it like has a solid like chink, like makes like a metal on metal locking in together sound. Yeah. And I think that there is a light that is emitted from it because it's like an electric, not an electricity, but like, like, you know, like static electricity. Mm-hmm. Like it'll have like a little bit of that. When There's I, like a spark. Yeah. Just like a little one when they come together. Cool. And you are kind of making the stand. Sorel kind of finally gets her sword out and, and takes her stance as the cedar wrecks. Uh, kind of like saunters out of the tree line onto the road and is facing the four of you and lets out this uh, this n- another big roar. 
I'm not going to attack it unless it attacks me. Okay. Like, I don't want to fight a, a wild animal. Like, it's just looking for food. If it will move on, I'm. there's no reason for me to try to kill it, you know? I think it is explicitly looking at... You notice that it is, um, as Osmer is kind yeah, of trotting back and forth, it's like following Osmer. Yeah, I know like, it wants to eat closely. Osmer. I'm aware of what it's trying to eat. I'm just letting you know that if a, that if an equine ape happens to walk by and it gets distracted, I'm not going to go for the kill. Like, it's, okay. you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. it's a wild animal. It's not my, it's not its fault that, that I'm... it's hungry? Yeah. That's fair. That's very fair. I think it is going to go for you, though. Of course it is. So I'm... we are going to start combat. We s- are supposed to start combat by coming up with... 10 objects that you can use to increase your attack roll. I think we should at least start with five and then we can come up with more as we are, as we're in combat. But let's each come up with like three objects that are in this scene Mm -hmm. that could be used in combat, that could play a role in the combat. Well, like rocks. Like the gravel of the road? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Like sand in the eyes or something. I could use that. So we've come up with gravel in the road. Uh, there's an old log on like the One, side of the road. Yeah. Uh, there's a ditch on either side of the road. Um, so we can say two ditches. The sun is to your back and it's kind of setting and it's bright coming through the trees. There's an old abandoned wagon that's off in one of the ditches. And there's the trees surrounding you. Yeah. So that's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. And then Are we you can... counting each ditch individually? Yes. Okay. And then we can uh, come up with up to three more yeah. over the course of the combat. Okay. So next we decide on what position our characters are in. So I'm going to say that the T-Rex is in the front area. I... Marin uh, is in front of... Sorel, who I imagine is also in front of Acrea. Like, I kind of imagine that Acrea and Osmer are hanging out in the cover of the trees together, kind of away from the da- from the battle. Mm-hmm. And me and Sorel are kind of out in the open. Okay. That's how I picture it. All right. So then what we do next is we roll for initiative. Initiative is dexterity plus intelligence. Mine is a nine. The Cedar Rex's is also a nine. I have two more people to roll for. Hold on. Sorrel is a two. Oof. And is Akraya going to join the battle? Yes. Okay. Is a four. So we are going to be kind of playing JRPG rules like final fantasy which i know you haven't played but you've listened to enough chasing chocobos that i imagine you know how it works yes um you are going to order akraya and sorel to determine what they do whether or not they move their position attack cast a spell you're going to order what their actions are and you're going to roll but um i'm going to try to narrate them if that's okay like how exactly they do those things now do i have to decide what their actions are before their turn uh, no. Actually, I have an initiative written down for this thing already. I didn't realize that. Its initiative is actually eight, so you are going to be clearly going first. Um, and that's what you have to roll higher than in order to hit. So Marin is going to get to act first. Let's start combat. 
Hello, and thank you for joining us in Heart Points, a one-to-one RPG actual play podcast. I am your husband and GM and dad, Zach. And I am your wife and player and mom, Diana. And we are here with our very small goblin. We are here with our very small goblin, so if you hear goblin noises, that's why. She does look like she is getting hungry. Well, she is always hungry. (laughs) She's always eating her fingers or screaming for milk. Or pooping. Or pooping. How are you, my darling? I'm good. I mean, it might not sound like that because of the description I just gave you, but I am otherwise good. <laughs> it's been a very busy past couple weeks, past couple months. Been a busy time all around. Been a busy time all around. And now we are preparing to move, and it's... it's Because we we don't do enough. We don't do enough. We're never, we're never busy. We are never stressed. <laughs> Like, absolutely never. So we needed to give ourselves just an additional challenge mm-hmm. of moving during a pandemic while one of us has OCD and we both have a child. <laughs> it's just so fun. Woo! How is the podcast? The podcast is great. It's even better when I'm not on it. I loved the hiatus. Anti-hiatus. It wasn't a real hiatus. The anti-hiatus. And I hope that you all enjoyed it so much you decided to give this a shot. What are... So this is our first combat episode. This is our first... Well, no, that's not true. We did the raptors. Um, But this is like a big combat. Did she just dookie? She (laughs) super pooped on me. That smile (laughs) is enormous. (laughs) She has the biggest smile right now. She's very proud of herself. <laughs> the sequel. <laughs> oh, oh, it looks like a, a. This looks like it might be a trilogy. The sc- <laughs> it looks like it might be a trilogy of poop. I just look over, and her face is beet red, and she just like looks like she's working on something. Like she's very intently. So- <laughs> I'm hoping that she puts this much effort into everything that she does in life, everything she has a passion for. I hope she puts. As much effort as she puts in pooping uh, into life. So thank you all for bearing with us. Uh, We're going to get back to the action now and deal with this problem. And we will be back with you at the end of the episode. So Marin, the Cedar Rex is charging at you. Uh, It's big mouth open. Um, It's huge. uh, It's stomping claws, um, smashing into the gravel as it charges towards you. What do you want to do? I'm going to attack. Okay. So you're going to roll to see if you... I just can't remember what I roll. Accuracy. Accuracy. Yes, you're rolling accuracy. And it'll say with your weapon. Yeah. It'll say what your weapon's accuracy is. I just had to refind it. And you need to roll higher than an eight. Well, I super did. Okie dokie. I'm doing much better this time. I rolled a 13. Nice. Were either of those the highest number that could roll on the die? Yes. The six was. Because, oh wait, do you need both of them yes, to be? Okay, both you need both of them to be for a critical. Or two sixes. Or two sixes. Uh, all right, so yeah, uh, describe attacking this thing. And you had the crescent side I out, had the right? crescent side up. Because it was coming at me with its mouth wide open, I put the crescent in its mouth. Mm. So it's either going to cut the sides of its mouth or it's going to cut the inside of its mouth. Like all fucked up. Its tongue's going to get all messed up. Oof. Yeah. 
Well, I'm kind of hoping that it's more of a deterrent. Like it shocks it more than it hurts it. Is yeah. kind of what I'm hoping for. Because it's pointy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Because they're pointy. Okay. So you, you're kind of like jamming your the crescent into its open maw? Yeah. And I'm kind of hoping, like I said, I'm kind of hoping it shocks it a little bit more than it hurts it. I'm yeah. not necessarily going for damage, but I do know that I have to roll damage next. Yep. No, wait, hold on. It says strength plus two. Do I just roll the one die and then add two? The damage is just regular strength plus one, it says. I had something else. I have a, I think it's like my robust or something changes my stats. It changed both of my stats. Oh, you deal one more damage? Yeah. Uh, I think it's because of your attack. Yes, I think that's your what attack it is. Your type. Yeah. I had something that changed it. So I knew that that wasn't yep. like book. But I, all right. So it says roll strength. Does that just mean one day? Yep. Just one strength. Okay. One strength. So die. let me try again. Oh, I did much, much poorer this time. Um, four. All right. Yeah. So I think you jam the crescent into this, uh, this Rex's maw. She kind of like shrieks and um, diverts course. Like I think she turns sideways. And I think she's going to whack you with her tail. Okay. And um, she is going to use the loose gravel in the road to try to hit you, right? So I think she's swinging her tail. And I think um, this loose gravel under your feet is going to, like, kind of trip you up a little bit. Okay. What is it? What do I roll to attack again? You are going to roll. <laughs> it's Is it strength plus dex? Well, I think it depends on the move. Oh, you're right. It depends on the move. It's your accuracy. Oh, I, all right. There's my accuracy. Okay. Cool, cool, cool. Let's do 10. And that is going to hit. Boo. That's going to hit. And Boo. she is going to deal that much damage. That sounds like a lot of damage. Ooh, that is an eight. Uh. So I, her tail swings around uh, and just this big, broad tail whaps you across the chest mm-hmm. and sends you tumbling. And for eight damage minus any armor, which I believe you have. Aren't you wearing armor? Yeah, I just got to find it because it's not where I think it should be. You subtract the defense points. It should be right under your weapons. I didn't write anything there. I don't actually think I have armor. Didn't you take leather armor? I thought I did. I really thought I did, but... I'm almost certain in session zero you took you had leather armor. My brown vest, yes, it is plus one defense. Okay. I must have just I wrote it. I must have wrote it down. Yes, I wrote it in the wrong spot. That's why I couldn't find it. Okay. So you're only gonna take seven damage. Okay. Guys, character sheets are complicated when they're not Dungeon World, and you're you got so used to Dungeon World. Yeah. We're getting we're getting used to this though. We're, yeah. we're figuring it out. Yeah. That's one of the reasons I wanted to push combat. Not necessarily because I want to force you to have a fight, but I want us to get used to combat and yeah. like get used to all these systems. We got to get used to it. So yeah. Also, because I thought bringing in a little mini T Rex would be fun. Really, I had no idea you would find that entertaining. <laughs> okay. Great. Uh, next up is Akraya. Akraya is going to find her spells. I also, full disclosure, because I feel like I know Akraya and Sorel better than you, do at this point, and because um, they are their own independent people, they might sometimes act. No, I don't know if I necessarily want to do that. I'm okay with you taking over sometimes, especially in the beginning, while I'm still getting to know them. Well, I think it might be interesting if they don't always listen to you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I don't want to take away your agents. Like, I don't want just to have 
this to be the Zach show with a Diana character. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to figure out exactly how how to make that work the best. I will say, don't forget that the kobolds have breath weapons. Breath weapons? Yes, both the uh, both the kobolds have breath weapons. It's at the it's the bottom where it says kobolds breath weapons. Oh, that's helpful. Akraya used hers in the fight with the armor raptors. Yes. Okay. So she's got two spells that I'm kind of going in between. There's one called Min Min Cicada Chorus. I don't know if you made that up. Nope. That is a spell in the book. I don't know if that is helpful for right now or not. What does it do? It fills the loud cries of cicadas fill the area disturbing concentration for the duration of the spell anyone who attempts to cast a spell must first beat the caster in a contested check i'm wondering if i could use it and it would distract the bird the bird is obviously not going to do any spells though this feels specific to magic i think so typically it is specific to magic but if you want to try to use it to try to distract this uh i just want to kind of this rex I, I'm I'm in between that. Um, I think I'm going to keep thinking about it, though. I think I am going to use the breath weapon. All right. Cool. So, yeah. Akraya is going to charge forward. Well, I don't even think she needs to charge forward that much. Yeah. I she, think she just, like, pops out of the tree line. Yeah. A little. Um, and she's going to fire off her breath weapon. So, do you want to roll that for her? Sure. Or actually, I don't even think you need to roll. I think you just need to spend her... The caster rolls spirit. Oh, okay. For damage. It just says caster rolls spirit and deals damage. Yep. So you don't have to roll for her to hit. Um, oh. You just have to pay her cost, the cost in MP. Okay. I can do that. A four. Nice. Yeah. I think Sorel kind of charges forward from a safe distance and you can see like, like uh, licks of flame, cur- like flickering at the edges of her mouth and she opens up and just this, uh, this stream of fire blasts out at the at the cedar rex and the cedar rex takes a few like stumbling steps backwards and next is sorel sorel's going for the ankles i thought about this one it's very easy (laughs) she's going for the ankles okay little chicken feet yep uh she's got her sword and she runs forward and uh and swings for uh the rex's ankles with her uh makeshift like sword axe thing Ooh, yeah, she got an 11. That's definitely going to hit. Yeah, baby. So you can deal her damage. Her damage we is... We filled out half of their character it, sheets. It acts as a broadsword. So that's going to be her strength, which is 6. 1d6. I just realized that I, what I rolled was her strength twice to see if she attacked. I didn't actually roll her accuracy because I didn't have her accuracy. What is her accuracy? Her broadsword Because that was is, my bad. I, I was looking at the wrong thing. I'll make sure that these are written down. Uh, dex plus strength. That, that's fine then. That's what you rolled? You, no, I actually rolled less than that. Oh, okay. I rolled smaller die. Oh, yeah, you did. You rolled 2d6s? Yeah. All right. That worked out, though. So I was worried I was cheating. Because if it had to do intelligence or spirit, it was not going to. <laughs> I cheated. But otherwise, I'm all right. Six. Nice. Maximum. Oh, Woo! dang. Sorrel's actually doing some damage. Yeah. We're killing this bird. I feel bad. I think uh, I think Sorel actually like charges forward and she like raises her sword up and like jams it down at the top of the Rex's foot. Okay. And this Rex like lets out this loud cry. And I think you can actually hear in the distance that when this Rex like lets out this loud pained cry into the sky, you can hear whatever sound an equinape would make. I imagine some sort of hooting... Type you, think of of, sound? you think hooting? I feel like 
scruffs, like like the sound our dog kind of makes when she sort of sees a bird. Yeah, like, Hoo. Yeah, something like that. Because I feel like a horse could do that. Yeah. And I feel like an ape could do, could do something like that. <laughs> like a back of the throat, like, <laughs> like a gobbling sound. Our dog makes weird noises. <laughs> but I feel like that's something that, I feel like it would be something like that. Like a, a chuff. Aren't they called something weird? Something like, like a chuff. I have no idea. Okay, anyway. Someone will correct us. Um, And this Rex kind of like kicks its foot out a few times until Sorel kind of goes stumbling backwards on the road. And then we are back to Marin. I feel like this is kind of a defense move, but I'm going to fake poke it. Like I'm going to like, I'm making sounds and making a motion with my hands that I can't describe very well. Like I'm going to, I'm going to lunge at it without the intent of actually hitting it. I'm just trying to get it to move now. So in at level two, which you hit, you unlocked a new combat move I did. for fainting. I did. I forgot. That's exactly what I'm doing. Yes. So what this will do is it will reduce the monster's initiative. So is that what, is that what you want to do? Well, hold on, because it only takes one away from their initiative. Still, that makes it yeah. easier to hit it does. in the future. It does. Or you can you can just defend. Hold on, because now I can't remember what you just said. Is the sword still in the bird's foot? No, Sorrel managed to hold on to her sword as this thing kicked her away. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. No, I'm going to defend. I'd like to become the target. I want it to focus on me. Yeah. Oh, that's great. That's very strategic. Yeah, I think I want it to focus on me. Now, the attack will automatically hit. Did you see that part? Yeah. Okay. That's fine. But it's what? It'll have the damage? Mm-hmm. No, the damage is reduced by one. That's okay. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> That's, That's okay. I'll live. This game is brutal. Yeah. because This game I don't, is so brutal I for how cute it looks. I really don't have very much strength, and then it, it, like, diminishes. And if I had had half MP or HP, because you gave me, mm-hmm. I had the chance to get that back up. That was, like, a generosity thing that you gave me. If I'd been at half, I'd be dead. I'd be real close to dead right now. So we got to be real careful. Yeah. Oh, so one thing that I don't know if you know about how characters die in this game. At zero, you're knocked out. At zero HP or MP, you're knocked out. Once it goes to the negative, depending on your condition, that's when your character actually dies. Yes. I didn't know that. Yeah. But that's good for the fans to know. Yeah. Uh, so it is going to deal its damage. Um, so, uh, sorry, describe, you're like getting its attention, preparing to defend. Yeah, so I think I think it still looks like the faint, kind of, but I'm but not as intense. Um, but I really, what I want it to do is focus in on me. I don't want it to hit Sorrel, and I don't want it to hit Akraya or Osmar. Mm-hmm. I don't want it looking that way. I want it looking at me. So I think I'm kind of like, ah, ah, like making noises as I sort of faint at it. Mm-hmm. But my intent is not to hit it. And, like, I know I'm going to get hit. Like, I, I know that I'm going to take that on. Okay. So, yeah, you're jabbing at it with your uh, with the crescent end of your monk spade. Mm-hmm. And it is going to deal four damage minus your armor. All right. I think with, the, I think it, with its weakened foot, actually, it's going to rake out at you. And try and like it kicks you. Okay. And I think it's the the sole of its foot crashes against the the center of your staff and kind of like knocks you back a little bit. Yeah. So it's just kind of like a jerk. It doesn't actually like cut you or anything. Right. But that that slam is gonna like take some energy out of you. Yeah. Which means it is Akraya's turn now. Yes, and Akraya is going to do the fire thing again. Okay. So yeah, she's going to. 
She'll pay the cost. Yeah, she's still kind of like hiding out uh, on the edge of the battle and opens up her mouth and lets out this fire blast for how much damage? Two. Okay. Yeah, I think that one kind of whiffs. Yeah. Um, it kind of, it like passes by the, the Rex's like behind its head and it like definitely singes some of its feathers and like sets them alight, but it's kind of just like, it like shakes its head, um, and kind of puts out this like very, these singed feathers. Yeah. How about Sorel? Sorel's going in. She's dumb. <laughs> She's going right back in. Sorel is brave. Brave. So brave. So that's so strength brave. plus dex. Yes. And you can use any of the objects. Yes, I know. I'm trying to think. Can I use an object that you've already used? No. Okay, I didn't think so. Just clarifying. I can't think of a. I can't think of a good thing that Sorel would do. I can think of a couple things Marin would do with those things, but I can't think of anything Sorel would do. See, because I feel like Sorel's a little impulsive. I feel like Sorel would just go right back in with her sword. Okay. For the other foot. Real right. talk. Okay. Real talk. I think that's what she would do. All right. Well, I used up all my good rolls. That was a four. Nope, she's not going to... I think she goes to charge in, and the Rex's tail is, like, swinging so wildly that she, like, is charging, and then goes, oh, no, no, wait, oh, no, wait, yeah. hold on. Uh, mm-hmm. And she's kind of just, like, being held at bay by the by the sheer size of this thing. Yeah. So it's Marin's turn. Yep. Here's what I think Marin would do, and I want you to tell me how plausible this is. Okay. I want Marin to use the monk's spade... And kind of like pitchforks kind of style, pick up some of the rubble of the abandoned wagon and chuck it at this bird's face. Okay. Like I'm kind of going for the eyes without piercing its eyes. I still don't really want to like murder this thing Mm -hmm. because it's a wild creature. Like it's a wild animal trying to eat. It's not actively trying to kill me because it wants to kill me. It's just trying to eat. And I feel a little bad. Marin does. Right now, because Diana does right now, about murdering it. But some of the rubble has, like, there are, like, nails and stuff. Like, I know that it's going to hurt it. It's not just wood I'm throwing at it. And I'm trying to do that without piercing its eyes out. Because right now, I've got the Biden. I know I called it a Biden. The Biden part. <laughs> uh-huh. Does that make sense? Yep. Is so, that something I can do? So you're switching to the spade part and trying to, like, like... I wasn't going to switch to the spade part, spade part if I didn't have to. Oh, so you're digging in with the crescent part and... Just kind of like chucking some stuff. If that doesn't... like, Why not use the spade? Is I question. would use the spade. I just didn't know if I would have time to be able to flip it over. Yeah, yeah. You're an expert with this thing. Okay. You can use both sides. Interchangeably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so then, yeah, I'm going to chuck some of it at its face. All right, yeah, yeah. You dig into this, like, like what what part... I, I'm imagining, like, an old rotten wooden wagon. So, And that's what I'm picturing, too, but some of the parts are caved in, some of the parts are broken off, there might be, like, a pile of stuff. Like, people have probably scavenged it for other parts. Yeah. So there might be, a, like, a little graveyard of mixed match pieces of wood and stuff. Do you want to launch a wooden wheel? Like, hook That's in... kind of what I was hoping would still be there, but I didn't... Th- or, like, a broken wheel. I didn't think any, like, good wheels would be there. Yeah. So Listen, yeah. I'm trying to encourage you to have as much narrative control over these as you want with yeah, the, like, these I'm, wonder points. I'm bad at that. You're good I'm at it. Bad at that. You're not bad at it. But yeah, I'm thinking like a like, but I it has to be like broken. It can't be like a yeah. full intact wheel, like a like half of a wheel broken, some missing spokes and stuff. But it's got like metal bits. Yeah, you like hook into the the spoke of yeah. one of these wheels and launch it. Yes, yeah, but at that. its face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, is my goal. Okie dokie. Face, and that's an attack. Yes, that that's count, an attack. That would count as an attack? Yep, and you get plus one for using an object. Okay. 
five. That is not going to hit. That's terrible. These so, dice are, I'm changing them. These so yeah, you, you try to launch the wheel and I think it flies like past. It, actually, I think this rotten wheel like hits hits the Rex, but it just kind of like bursts yeah. into rotten wood. Um, it wasn't as sturdy as you were hoping it to be. It yeah. would be. And But hopefully I, its attention is back on me. I mean, if not, it's fine. Do you want its attention back on you? I kind of want it focusing on me. Okay. Um, just because there's no way the other two are going to be able to stop it from eating Osmer. I just feel like you've taken a lot more damage I than, have. say, Sorel has. No, I have. And if Sorel wants to take some damage, then Sorel is welcome to. And by Sorel, I mean you. You can <laughs> you can deal it out how you would like. I think I want to mix up the damage a little bit. I think it was charging at Sorel when you flung this wheel at it, and it just kind of like plows into Sorel. It doesn't like bite her, but it does. It has hit her, um, kind of like head checked her. Yeah. Or it's tr- it's about to. Let's we will roll to see if that actually succeeds. And Sorel's initiative is only two, so actually it I think it has to. Yeah. It definitely does. That is a 13. T-Rex slams into Sorel for five damage. That's not great. <clears throat> but now it's Akraya's turn. I think she's going to heal. Well, not heal. She's going to vacation vitality. And that she, the target's health and cheer raise as if they had just returned from a long, refreshing vacation. Target receives a plus two bonus to condition. Is that actually helpful? Actually, uh, now that not, I'm reading it. It's not going to heal HP. Never mind. I want her to heal, and I know she has healing. I know she does. I just don't know if she can use it in battle. I don't think she can, actually. She, uh, she can use... Uh, she Yes, yeah, she can. She can use healing in battle, but there are specific limitations to yeah. it. Yeah. Let's double check. Oh, she can only use intelligence. Spend one healing herb and one day's worth of water ration. So it's, like, less likely to... Yeah. She also, I think, would need to move into the same yeah. field as as you. Yeah. So you can spend this turn to have her run into the front. You could also still use Min Min Cicada. Yeah. Well, okay. But this, so Min Min Cicada is supposed to be for magic. So what, w- what would happen to this bird? Would I get like an advantage or would it have a disadvantage? I think it might work to try to scare it off. It's cicadas. I mean, how are they going to? It's a there it's apparently real noisy cicadas. Here's what I think. I think that if you cast this Min Min Cicada chorus, it lasts for six rounds. I think it might work to scare it off. And I don't know if I necessarily want to tell you the exact nature of how it will scare it off. Okay. That's, but but um, if you think it might work, just because the spell is supposed to be for magic users, so I'm trusting you. I'm trusting you. I'm gonna do it. Okay. That's what I'm gonna do. Alright. Um It's a contested spirit plus spirit check. Alright, I know exactly how it's gonna work. All right, do you want to cast it? It's 4 MP. Yeah. That takes the cray down pretty low. I would only be able to cast one more thing. And then she would faint. And then she would faint. Can you describe, like, the sound of all these cicadas kind of just, like, filling the air? So I think Akraya steps out like she's been doing for all her other spells. And she, you know, waves her hands in a magical way. I don't exactly know what it would look like for her. But I think it starts kind of slow. Like, because it starts from her. It's loudest around her. So Mm -hmm. it starts kind of slow. And it's just the cicada sound, that, like, deafening summer cicada sound. And it builds until it's, like, drumming inside your head so loud. But it started almost naturally. It started almost like it was going to be natural. 
and then it built steadily and quickly mm -hmm. to the point where it is inside your head and you cannot escape it. Yeah, I think she's holding her staff in both hands in her, um, she is a red brood kobold, but most of her scales and things are, are gold. And I think that she almost has like this gold summer-esque halo around her as she's casting the spell. And like, and like you said, the sound of the cicadas, um, spread out, um, and sort of like f magically fill the trees. So why don't you roll her spirit plus spirit? Six. This sound is deafening and you can see like the Rex is like shaking its head and is kind of like, it's definitely distracted. It's having, it's having issues, mm -hmm. but it's still there. It's still like, kind of like, it's not, it's not turning tail and running. Yeah. What does Sorrel do on her turn? So Sorrel is actually going to use the fire breath now. Oh, okay. So this is interesting. So Sorrel is iron brood. So she doesn't actually have fire breath. She has a force breath weapon. Ooh. Is it the same mechanism? It works the same. Okay. Oh, all right. So you're just going to deal her damage with spirit, right? Yes. So, yeah, I think Sorel is like, because she couldn't, she's getting frustrated because she can't get close enough. And she's got, oh, I think she actually has to compete with Akraya's. Oh, wait, you're right. Shit. No, never mind. No, never mind. Because I, no, I forgot about that. Never mind. Never mind. Never mind. Never mind. I kind of like it, though. No, rewind. I kind of like it, though. She has to do this. She's going to lose. She won't be, like, that's a waste of a, and she would know that. Like, she would know that. Yeah, but she, it's also Sorel. Yeah, which is why she would just attack with the the sword again. No, I'm not doing it. I'm not. I'm not wasting this turn. I'm not wasting it. Okay. One day she'll do it. One day, but not now. Okay. All right. Wow. All right. I'll let you take it back. Thank you. She fights with her sword. <laughs> she tries to hit again. You don't necessarily know. She I would be. waste it. She, I, her spirit is a four, and my rolls have been terrible. She would get a one. I could. I would roll for one of them. Because it needs to be contested, so we'd roll against each other. No, it would go terribly. I don't actually know if it... It, it says any caster, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It does. It says any caster. I just forgot about that. Because I wasn't thinking thinking of it as a spell, you know? I was thinking of it as an mm -hmm. attack, but it is a spell. Okay. All right, a little better. She rolled an eight. And so she, she couldn't get close enough because of the tail and the movement before, right? Yeah. But she's going to hit there. I think she's going to hit. Especially, yeah, I think the Rex is like, it's shaking its head. She's like trying to uh, regain her concentration. And I think, yeah, Sorel is able to come in and like cut the back of its thigh. Yeah. Four. <laughs> One damage. Uh, oh, I don't Which think... is probably no damage. Yeah. It's I... probably zero damage. It is zero damage. Um, Ugh, that's so and irritating. I don't think damage rolls count for fumble points, so I don't even think you get a fumble point for that. I'm sorry. Boo. Uh, okay, now it's my turn. It is your turn. I'm going to hit it with my monk's spade, but this time the very, very sharp blade part. Okay. Do you want to use any objects? The sun behind me. Okay. Yeah, I think the sun is in its eyes and the sound is in its head and uh, you are charging forward with your monk spade. Yep. Shang. <sighs> I'm rolling so poorly. That's a seven? A, yes. That's not going to do it. No, it's not. It's the second time I've wasted a roll. I'm sorry. I'm sorry too. This sucks. I thought I would be better this time. I'm, I'm using your dice next time. Well, what I will say is, all right, so describe missing. 
Like, what happens that you can't hit? I think the cicadas are getting to me, too, because they affect mm. everybody. Yeah. And so, like, I can see that it's distracted. I'm kind of hoping that with the sun in my back, if I come up high enough and I use my um, my blade well enough, maybe I can reflect some of the sun while I'm trying to hit it. But as I'm going, I'm get like, the cicadas are getting to me. I'm tripping on the gravel. I And I miss. I just, I couldn't. I just couldn't focus enough, and I miss completely. Okay. Let's do another uh, spirit versus spirit check. Okay. For the um, the Rex versus Acrea. Okay. That seven. Yeah, that ain't going to do it. Nope. Um, I think after you charge at this Rex, it's going to attack you next. Me uh, as in Marin? Marin? Yes. Okay. Uh, which means I am rolling... And that is not going to hit. That misses. Um, so I think it is also distracted by the cicadas too much to be able to uh, hit you. I think it's like snapping at you. Mm-hmm. Um, it's annoyed. It's angry. And it's kind of snapping at the air. Uh, but it, it can't get to you. Okay. Which makes it Akraya's turn now. Akraya's going to move. Oh, okay. She is going to move to where Sorel is. Very, very close to where Marin is. But close... In, but... Like, she could still run away if she had to. Okay, so, but that's putting her in the front area. Not in the front. No, she's next to Sorrel. So if she was going to heal anybody, it would be Sorrel. Sorrel's in the front. Oh. We didn't move them. I know. I'm sorry. I didn't know. I'm sorry. Um, If she was going to heal somebody, she has to be in the same area. Yeah. Okay, so then she's in the front. She's with them. Okay, so she, uh, Akra's running to Sorrel. Yeah. Now, she's in the front area, Mm -hmm. but areas are large sometimes. Yes. They have some space. Yeah. So she's still closest to the trees. I just want to be clear. Okay. Clear. Like she could, she, if they were to turn and run, she would still be the closest one to the trees. Okay. Uh, and that puts us at Sorrel's turn. And Sorrel's going to hit with her sword again. And she's going to keep doing that until the cicadas stop. Okay. <laughs> Naturally. And then she'll do her fire breath. All right. Let's uh, have her roll with her uh, accuracy. And does she want to use an object? There's still an old log. There's uh, the ditches, and there's the trees, and there's three more slots to come up with new objects. I'm bad. I'm bad at using like the space around me. That's not like a strength of mine. And nor do I think it would be a strength of Sorel. <laughs> I don't really think Sorel would take the time to look around her mm-hmm. and consider her options. Okay. Well, this is a little better. She did an eleven. That's for sure gonna hit. Yeah. Yeah, I think she charges forward at the um, Rex's other foot and and jabs. Yeah, with her sword. Get better than a one. It's because you... I said it. I rolled a one. No, really? I did. I rolled a one. I'll roll again if what you, you let you me. What you doing? I'm rolling poorly. I am not letting you roll again. <laughs> so oh, she jabbed so it, but she jabbed, but it went in between its toes. And yeah. Hit nothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that uh, Akraya's uh, Min Min Cicada course is backfiring a little bit. I think so, too. Because everybody is, like... Whiffing. Everybody's whiffing. Yeah. Everybody's whiffing. Let's uh, go with Marin. Can you throw a hand axe? Yeah, Did you can. We, we talked about that because it was one of the things I wanted to do. Yep. I think I'm going to try. Okay. I'm going to try to throw my hand axe. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> Guys, I don't know. I'm going to try. All right. You want to throw your hand axe? Yeah. The six. That ain't going to do it, though. It's not. It's the problem. No, I did bad. And now I don't have a hand axe. You just threw your axe into the trees. And you hear it a loud thunk. So mad at myself right now. 
because I'm going to get hit again. Let's do a spirit versus spirit check really quick. Gosh, this is terrible. As this Min Cicada chorus reaches its third round. What'd you roll? 11. No, nine. Wow, I'm bad at math. <laughs> okay. Uh, you rolled a nine? Yeah. Nope, not quite. Not going to do it still. Who is this Rex most annoyed with right now? I think it's Acrea. I think it knows that that Acrea is the source of the sound mm-hmm. um, because it's like loudest around her. And as she came up into the front area, like the sound got louder. Um, so I think this Rex is going to try to rake at Acrea. And that hits. Eight damage. Does she have armor? No. She is out of HP. No HP for her. So uh, she is fainted. She is fainted. So here's my question. Does the Min Min Cicada Chorus continue? I feel like I it would stop. Gonna... You think it stops? I think so. Because the the sound is loudest near the caster, the caster may not cast any other spells while this spell is active. So that me- for me, that makes it feel like she has to actively be doing something to continue it. Mm-hmm. But it only lasts for so long while she's actively doing whatever she's doing. So if she's out, it's out. I would think. Plus, I would I would use that logic. I would make that a house rule moving forward for any magic. Like if, if the caster's knocked out, the magic stops. Yeah. I think in general that's probably Pretty if it's safe. like an active. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Um, this Rex kicks Akraya and knocks her to the ground, mm-hmm. and she goes sprawling along across the road. Okay. She's my healer, so that's gonna be a problem. Yep. I think Sorel is enraged. I would agree. And I want to give Sorel some sort of advantage. So I need to find an object. Well, and so you also have a fumble point, which you can use for concentration. Or you can just have Sorel concentrate by cast uh, by spending half her MP. Let me ask you a question. Yes. My fumble point is for Marin. Can I share that fumble point or do they each get their own fumble point? That's a good question. How do you want to do it? Do you want to have just one pool of fumble points for the party or do you want to split up fumble points for, per character? I don't know. To me, it makes sense to pool it yeah. as uh, for the party. I think so too. Rather than split them up for the character. I think so too. Hey, Diana. Um, yeah. I don't know. Where the concentration rules are. That's okay, because she's not going to do it. She's not going to do it? No, she's not going to concentrate. She's Sorrel. I'm thinking, I'm wondering if she picks something up from Okraya and uses that as an object for the advantage. Do you know what I'm saying? Oh, that could be. I feel like she could, because, because Sorrel is so impulsive, I feel like that's the thing that makes the most sense. Doesn't Sorrel have a cape? Sorrel does have a cloak, Yes. Let me run something by you. I don't know how feasible this would be. So I want you to tell me what you think. Mm-hmm. Okay. What if Sorel took Acrea's cape, like like is enraged that Acrea has fallen, right? Mm-hmm. But takes Acrea's cape, throws it at the birds, at the Rex's face, and attacks it with her sword. We could do that. Yeah. You want to do that? Would you let me? Yeah, I'd let you Would do I that. get the plus one? Yeah. Okay. So... Akraya falls to the ground. Sorrel, like, roars in anger. Um, gets the cloak, cape, like, mm-hmm. kind of, like, rips it off Akraya's body and, like, throws it at the Rex and goes charging with her sword. Okay. If that's okay. Yeah. I'm sure this is a terrible idea, but it's what I'm doing, so. Do it. 
That okay. is going to hit. I got a nine plus one is ten. So, yeah. Sorrel keeps hitting but not dealing any damage. I know. So. I know. I need to try it. Give me a d- different d6. Give you a different d6? Yeah. Here you go. Oh, I got a six. <laughs> oh, much better. These that is better. much better. The anger sustained her. So uh, describe her hitting this uh, this Rex. So she threw the cape up and she's like screaming um, and she runs. And I don't think she's going to go for a stabbing stabbing down motion. She's trying to, like, stab it in the gut. Like, mm-hmm. she's going... It's straight ahead for her. So wherever she's aiming... Like, it's a 10-foot-tall bird. So she might actually only get its, like, kneecap or something. But she's going straight. She's trying to hit this thing hard. Yeah. She's little... So it's probably a kneecap, right? Or, yeah, like, a thigh? I th- yeah, I think she, hip. like... I think she cuts through its, like, um... Achilles tendon? Or, or like, its calf. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, like, yeah. Like, sword through the back of the calf. Yeah. And it... it yeah. This this T-Rex, like, roars, which I think is opening up Marin for her move. And Marin is going to take her monk's spade and also stab it. Okay. Because her spade part is very sharp. Yep. Give me your... Give me your dice. <laughs> give me... All right. I here's just, here's do, all my dice. Do you want to trade dice? No. This is just a really important role. So I, I have to... more of my dice somewhere as well. Ten. That's going to hit. Yeah, your dice are better. <laughs> I didn't rub all my bad juju on them. Do you want to deal your damage? Yeah, I'm going to deal my damage right now. You can't stop me. Yes! An eight <laughs> damage! Ooh, dang. You, uh, you're stabbing with your... Yes. I'm finally going to be like, fuck you. Yeah. And stab it. You charge forward with your spade and jam up your spade right into the Cedarex's chest. Mm-hmm. And it just pierces through its chest. And it's got Sorel and her blade in its leg and your blade in its chest. And it just kind of, uh, you hear it kind of like sputter. And kind of, I think blood pours from its mouth and it just, uh, you feel all of a sudden like the weight of it on your polearm Mm -hmm. and it crashes down. it for this week thank you so much for joining us we hope you enjoyed this episode Ryutomo was designed by Atsuhiro Okada and translated into English by Matt Sanchez and Andy Kitkowski you can find more at kotohi.com we want to thank Zach B our editor and producer without whom this show would not be made if you didn't hear baby coos and baby poops and baby everythings you can thank Zach B if you heard some of it you can also thank Zach B um (laughs) and if we didn't sound like idiots, thank you, Zach B. <laughs> we also want to thank In Love with the Ghost for the use of their song Chilling at Nemu's Place off of the album Healing. You can find In Love with the Ghost at inlovewiththeghost.bandcamp.com. Please make sure to rate and subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, wherever it is that you get your podcasts. It really helps us and it helps other people to find us. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at HeartPointsPod. Please follow us and join us for discussion about RPGs and podcasts, and make sure to share us with everyone you know, especially your RPG-loving friends. 
Thank you so much to our patrons whose support keeps this show going. If you would like to become a patron of the show, find us at patreon.com forward slash heartpointspod. You can directly support the show and help us to maintain and better it every week while getting cool rewards like access to our patron-only Discord, a monthly bonus pod, and other things. Every dollar makes a huge, huge difference. Yes, I just want to let everybody know that one of the things that uh, we did recently was the laptop that I use almost exclusively, it used to be my work laptop, it has now essentially become my podcasting laptop, died. Um, and because of the support of patrons, I was able to get a new uh, laptop so that we could keep the show going. Otherwise, um, I wouldn't have been able to afford one right now, and we pr- probably would have had to put the show on hiatus or figured something else out. So your support literally keeps the show going uh, and allows us to keep doing this. I also want to say that if you are considering joining the Patreon, uh, you should, because I would really like to Mm. sponsor a season of Blazeball. What was that? Mm. Mm. What? So much Blazeball talk. Blazeball. Yeah, Goblin likes Blazeball. If you become a patron, you can help us maybe sponsor a season of Blazeball and make kobolds canon in Blazeball, which is my dream. Um, this episode, we would like to thank two of our patrons. Thank you very much to our friends at Pod of Love for your support. And we also want to extend a special thanks to Andrew Bailey, the enchanting pega known as the Hand of the Birds. Thank you very much to Pod of Love and to Andrew. Your support means the world to us. Thank you so much. Thank you all again for joining us in our adventure today. We hope that as you return back to the real world that you continue to have a very nice day. But like a very, very nice one. <laughs>